Hey, everybody. Um, before you hear the super excited, hey, everybody, welcome to the virtual couch. Uh, you want to hear a funny story? So in this episode that is coming up, it's all about New Year's resolutions, and, and I'm extremely passionate about the topic, and um, so I want to keep this episode. But I talk quite a bit about uh, the excitement I had of actually filming this episode, and I, uh, I have to be very vulnerable, very honest. I'm going to keep this episode up, and I'm going to put the content up there, but any reference you hear to the, the episode being recorded... Um, let's just pretend that didn't happen. So you will not actually find this uh, episode recorded and on Facebook. And when I do a little bit of the show and tell, um, you will never be able to see the things that I showed or told about because um, I would love to tell you that there was some uh, horrific uh, solar flare that wiped out the, the, the video or that sort of thing. But the reality is, um, and now I realize why my phone, I, you'll hear me talk about my phone falling asleep. That's because it wasn't recording. So I did that good old classic move where um, I actually was recording the setup, then I paused the recording for my episode, and then I started the recording again once everything was done. So I have some fantastic footage of my setup and then some footage of me um, kind of starting to put things away. So ignore all references uh, to the the video being or the episode being recorded, and uh, I will hopefully record some um, episodes in the future that I will actually throw up on my uh, Facebook page. That sounded kind of funny. Not throw up in the throw up kind of way, but put up on my Facebook page. All right, so let's get to the happy skippy music and episode 24 of The Virtual Couch. Thank you for tuning in to the 24th episode of The Virtual Couch. I'm your host, Tony Overbay. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mindful habit coach, speaker, husband, father of four, ultra marathon runner, and creator of The Path Back. The Path Back is an online pornography addiction recovery program that helps people reclaim their lives who are struggling with pornography addiction and compulsive sexual behavior. If you or anybody that you know are struggling with uh, with any of those afflictions, please go to pathbackrecovery.com, and there you can download uh, an ebook that I've um, put together, Five Common Mistakes That People Make When Trying to Overcome Pornography Addiction. Again, that is pathbackrecovery.com. All right, so the reason there was a little bit of a hesitation there is I am doing something that just um, makes me feel very vulnerable, in the therapist's words. I am recording this, video recording, not just audio recording, and I'm already noticing that I keep looking at myself, which is not where the camera is. So I'm not going to pay attention to myself. Um, I'm going to look right there where the lens is. Um, it's kind of funny that, that this makes me a little more nervous. I, I, I've often joked that I have a face for podcasting, um, but yet I have, I have been speaking to groups my entire life. But then once I kind of um, get into the flow, get speaking, then I, I think I feel more comfortable. Um, but I also know that those people are going to leave and then hopefully they'll have some sort of uh, positive impression. But um, this recording thing apparently will be up on the interwebs possibly forever. So I think that that's what, uh, what I'm kind of going through. But I want to do a very quick podcast today. Um, today I am recording this on the 21st of December. Uh, so Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus for the rest of us. Um, if you're a Festivus fan at all, I don't know what night you gather around the pole and air your grievances. And if you don't understand that reference, I apologize. That's a Seinfeld reference. Um, but, uh, but, but Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, um, uh, again, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Um, but what, what we're heading up to is the end of the year. And of course, that means New Year's resolutions. And, and I know a lot of people... Um, 
um, completely dismiss them. There are people that are looking forward to um, to setting New Year's resolutions, and there are a lot of people that have set them and failed. And so I just wanted to do a real quick podcast about New Year's resolutions. I want to share some of the fun facts. I want to maybe give a little bit of insight and uh, nothing better than starting to think about them now because I think a lot of times people hit the 29th, 30th, uh, 31st, or even the day of New Year's Day and think, okay, I'm going to try whatever my, my New Year's resolutions are, the go-to, the greatest hits. And so I want to I throw uh, some things out there that maybe will help you um, set yourself up for a little more success. Now, the fun part of the video recording of this, I feel like I'm doing show and tell. Uh, this is a shout out to Mrs. Moore, who all my kids went to her um, preschool and kindergarten, but uh, they would always bring in something for show and tell. And that was a big moment. And I remember getting to watch some of the show and tells and they would say, you know, this is my, I don't know if I look at whatever I've got here handy. These are my keys and I like them. And then uh, people would ask questions. Uh, a couple people would have to ask questions and, you know, where did you get them? You know, that sort of thing. So I feel like doing show and tell. You can see in the background, this is my real office. Uh, those little, look at the effects here, the little blue squares there. Um, those are sound dampening cubes. I've got them all throughout my office in case that things get a bit heated in here. Uh, and that is the, the couch where I do my interviews and my comfy chair. So, uh, um, but what I wanted to really do with show and tell is I actually can uh, do my, when I'm doing my plug for my Eli's extracts, I have them. Right here, I got a little head shave, got a little leg and body cream. And uh, so folks, head on over to elisextracts.com, E-L-I-S-extracts.com. And there you can enter the coupon code virtual couch to get 25% off your order of any size. Um, Eli's Extracts, this one in particular that I brought is called Antigua. And Antigua is a uh, has the essences of lemon, key lime, and peach. And again, all natural ingredients um, and uh, the scented with essential oils that all have healing properties. And I'm telling you, the smell, that is what is incredible. I guess you cannot smell what I just did there, but uh, smells amazing. I think the other one I brought is also Antigua. The, so the same um, essences of lemon, key lime, and peach. So head over to eliesextracts.com, eliesextracts.com, enter coupon code virtual couch, and there you'll get 25% off your entire order. Let's talk resolutions. I promise I'll make this podcast fast. Uh, resolutions. I want to go over a couple of the fun facts first. I, I love uh, I love the facts about resolutions. Um, and you can find a lot. I found a couple of different sites. One's called Statistic Brain. I found another one that did some, uh, it was basically just uh, polling a bunch of people primarily in the, on the West Coast. On that one, it talked about that most people made several resolutions. So out of the people that make resolutions, 67% made three or more. Increasing the amount of exercise was the most common primary resolution with 37% of people making that resolution. Um, I, I like this. People made more resolutions to start or increase a behavior at 84% than to stop or decrease something, which was 16%. And uh, only 65% made their resolutions between December 28th and New Year's Day. The rest made pledges as they considered to be New Year's resolutions as early as May and as late as the end of January. And I know that there are people that feel like if it's January 2nd, too late, can't make these resolutions, I will wait until next year. And I think that there's some flaws in, uh, in that thinking. But also interesting, persistence pays off. So of those who successfully achieved their top resolution, only 40% of them did so on their first attempt. The rest made multiple tries, with 17% finally succeeding after more than six attempts. So we're going to go over uh, some things that I think will help in setting those New Year's resolutions. A couple more fun facts. So this is from Statistic Brain and the top 10 New Year's resolutions for 2017. So this is fairly fresh. Uh, according to this one, lose weight and eating healthier, 21.4%. Self-improvement of life, 12.3%. Better financial decisions, 8.5%. Quitting smoking, 7.1%. 
do more exciting things, uh, 6%, and then the, le- the rest of the list all between 5 and, and 3%. But um, spend more time with family and close friends, work out more often, learn something new on my own, do more good deeds daily, find the love of my life, find a better job. And uh, so those are all. I don't know if those are ones that you have had on your own list when you have thought about setting news resolutions. Um, I've had a few of these on there as well. Uh, a couple more stats. Uh, according to Statistic Brain, percentage of Americans who usually make New Year's resolutions, 41%. And percentage of Americans who infrequently make New Year's resolutions, 17%. Um, so let's, uh, let's, my camera was falling asleep. I, I didn't expect that. So if you're seeing this big finger that was pointing up there, um, that's why that happened. I guess I would probably need to plug it in. Note to self um, using this, uh, this video technology. Uh, percentage of Americans who absolutely never make New Year's resolutions, 42%. So there you go. If I think it was 41% that usually do, 42% that don't. And then here's, here's the one that I think get, get people frustrated with the whole process. Percentage of people who felt they were successful in achieving their resolution, 9.2%. Um, and then these go through some of the, and now, okay, here's one length of resolutions, resolutions maintained through the first week. This is encouraging 72%, um, ones that make it past two weeks, 68% past one month, 58% and past six months, 44%. That is encouraging. So out of the roughly 40% of people that do make resolutions, um, almost half of them are keeping their resolutions for past six months. But there's some keys that I want to talk about. And, and I will tell you as well, the, the most successful resolution that I have ever done, which actually surprises me, uh, was a couple of years ago, we bought a, we got a Vitamix, I think, for Christmas. And I decided that I would make um, those green smoothies and that I would drink them every day. And I made that, that resolution and that one lasted over a year. And then I really did. I felt great, that sort of thing. Uh, kind of a fun story there. I would make them every Sunday night, and I would put them in this pitcher, and then I would put them out in the garage. And uh, as the week would go on, I think they'd get a little more ripe. And I would kind of notice that um, in my own uh, my own body, but I thought it was still worth it to keep that resolution. Maybe I would make them twice a week. But it was also whenever my wife, my wife, is uh, she loves she salad. We tease her all the time. She claims that's her favorite food. Um, I feel like kind of salad's a, a filler. Her salad is a placeholder for like a dressing, maybe a good ranch. Um, but then when the vegetables or those sort of things would start to go, uh, then they would make it into my green smoothie. And uh, same with we eat a ton of fruit in my home. And when the fruit would start to turn, then that would also make it into my smoothie. So I don't know if I was also developing, you know, superhuman powers in my gut because of eating this basically rotten fruit, but then I would throw a little bit of uh, protein powder. Had a couple of misses in there too. And when I first got the Vitamix, I thought uh, thought you could just throw anything in there, um, which I think you can, but so uh, I just wasn't a big fan of, we, I tried throwing some entire mandarin oranges in and those peels are a little bit bitter. So I kind of started to actually peel them as well. Um, all right, let's get to the good stuff. What will help you hopefully uh, keep your New Year's resolutions? So I jotted down a few goals. First, uh, or a few few ideas that I think will help. First, um, set realistic goals. I think that sometimes the people want to just, you know, they think, you know what, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna set a resolution, I'm going big. And so, but I think it's more important to set a realistic goal. And I I wrote on here, you know, probably not one that I would want. Oh, I would want to to set this, but probably not a realistic goal. It's for me to say, okay, I'm a 48-year-old, 5'7", 5'8-inch with shoes on man. Uh, I think this year my goal or my resolution will be to dunk a basketball. I don't think that that's realistic unless I'm talking about 
maybe on a child size hoop. So, um, but realistic goals. And, and a lot of the people too will say, okay, I'm going to exercise every day. So then you can see that that's probably starting to set yourself up for a little bit of failure because if you don't exercise every day and most likely things are going to come up, uh, then you may find or feel that you are somewhat of a failure and it never happened. It never worked and I shouldn't have done it anyway. So set realistic goals. Um, there, there's a lot of research and I'm, I'm, you know, I'll be honest, I'm kind of out on, I'm not sure on this one, but a lot of, uh, research points to setting one goal is, uh, is, is a good idea. And I understand that concept because in my therapy, a lot of times I'm saying, let's go for the low hanging fruit, um, preferably fresh fruit, but the low hanging fruit, what we can, uh, something that is, is, you know, you can tackle. So again, not some, you know, I want to make a million dollars this year or whatever, but you know, maybe how about we set a budget or, um, start putting some savings away. So, um, but so maybe one goal, we start there, uh, start planning now. I think this is important and this is why I kind of felt impressed to record a quick podcast here at the, uh, the week before Christmas, because I think it's good to start um, thinking about it, thinking about it in terms of, okay, what are some things that might be a challenge? And, and I encourage you to jot them down, um, record a voice, a voice memo. What do you have to do but anticipate maybe some of the challenges? My, the example I think of here is if you are going to on January 1st, I am going to stop eating sugar. I think now is not a bad time to start uh, prepping the house or getting things ready so that you don't have a giant closet full of candy. So when January 1st hits that there's that additional pressure or that that temptation that's sitting there. Man, I feel like this is the time where I should show you my candy closet, but uh, we'll save that for another another time. So start planning now. Anticipate challenges. Uh, when I was um, getting my undergraduate degree in mass communications, it was an emphasis in public relations. And I do feel like one of the, the neat things that I pulled from that program was just kind of working through a lot of the what-if scenarios, you know, in, in advance. So if this happens, I'll do this. Or if this happens, I'll do this. So a little bit of the planning. And that can happen with New Year's resolutions as well. And I think... Be honest with yourself. This this one is huge, and I've talked about this in other podcasts. We we need self awareness. Um, you know, this is the part where when I have a client in my office, I'm always saying, it "Doesn't really help to lie to the therapist." You know, uh, my job is to kind of help you say, "Man, you know, I want to do this, but I struggle with these things." If, you know, if somebody comes to me, I'm fine. You know, uh, yeah, I didn't really get to that because of this or this. Be honest and be honest with yourself about resolutions. Um, and here's where I'm going with this one. The, the <clears throat> excuse me, the thought that comes to mind is uh, I will have people that will talk about wanting to eat better. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're kind of checking in, <clears throat> excuse me, and they will say, uh, well, you know, there were, we had a couple of birthdays this month. And so, you know, for your birthday, you got to eat cake, you got to eat pizza. I don't want to offend anybody, you know, and then we got invited out to eat. When you go out to eat, I mean, you, I don't want to eat it just like a salad, unless you're my wife. Um, I got to I got to kind of eat something. I want to offend. A lot of this, I don't want to offend people. And I still remember, uh, man, such a sweet woman that I worked with early on in my practice. Um, and that was like the epiphany. That was the revelation. We did a lot of good work about kind of where her thoughts or ideas around food came from. But really, it boiled down to when someone offers something, uh, feeling like they would not, they would offend this person if they didn't, you know, go all in on here's cookies or muffins or that sort of thing. But but also um, hitting these birthday parties or hitting these. I think we were in, we were working together in the summer months and. And if there were barbecues or whatever, they felt like, man, I, I well, it's a barbecue. Kind of got to go big, right? Got I got to, I got to gorge. So, um, you don't have to. So, so be honest with yourself. And this is the part where I also feel like when we're talking about setting realistic goals, if it is like I will never eat sugar again, you know, that can feel, uh, I don't know, it can feel like maybe a lot to take on, especially now if you are thinking through. 
okay, if I'm at a party and if I want to allow myself to have a slice of cake, um, that's okay. But not feeling like, eh, if I don't eat an entire cake, then I'm offending somebody. So be honest with yourself. But here we go. This is the stuff where, uh, I don't know, I, I've told myself I almost want a seatbelt. I'm going to lock in because I don't want to start standing up and, and getting on my soapbox and pacing. But don't beat yourself up. Um, that, that's This is a part where I want to, you know, I want to challenge you to, to, to not, you know, not beat yourself up. If you start, if you set some goals, a New Year's resolution, and you aren't, you know, dead on, perfect, hitting them every time, that that's data. Um, that's data to work with. What's going on in my life that makes it difficult for me to achieve this goal today or to continue with this New Year's resolution? But don't beat yourself up because, and I'm telling you, um, I almost feel like, okay, I got to get out my clip-on ponytail and I got to get a nice flowing robe because I'm about to start talking about mindfulness, which I am I am extremely passionate about. So mindfulness, again, uh, changing the relationship that we have with our thoughts. We, if you go back to that awareness phase, you know, you can sit there and observe your thoughts for a little while and your thoughts are all over the map. They go to happy, sad, uh, scary, inappropriate, um, funny, you name it. We're going to hit all of these things. And then, but for whatever reason, we love to grab hold of one of these negative thoughts or, or uh, negative self-beliefs, that sort of thing. And then once we get a hold of that, we're going to run with that. We're like, oh, see, that's, that's it. If I failed at some, uh, or if I didn't succeed at a, some sort of resolution, then it's like, see, there I am. That's who I am. And I'm that person and I will never succeed. And then we go down this negative spiral and, and, you know, six hours later, we're in the fetal position and, you know, binging on Netflix or whatever. So um, I want us to kind of go, OK, all right, maybe didn't hit that one today. Uh, not going to beat myself up about it. Um, let's use that data and kind of figure out what's going on in my life that made me uh, made whatever this behavior was or this resolution was that I didn't succeed on. What made it a challenge? What are the triggers that led up to that? And then what can I do or change in my life to adapt and, and kind of head more toward this resolution or goal that I'm working for? Because, again, awareness. Um, I, I love to challenge people to look at their thoughts uh, as cars. I, and I got this from the Headspace app, which I absolutely love. Um, but cars that are, are, are just going by, every car represents a passing thought or feeling or emotion. Um, our goal is to learn how to kind of sit on the side of the road and observe the cars. And, of course, at times we're going to get a little bit frazzled and we maybe want to jump out in the road and stop traffic or chase one of the cars. Uh, but as soon as we do, then our, our goal is to kind of, all right, go back, get centered. What are our core goals? What are our core values? And if our thoughts aren't heading toward those, then that's not really a productive thought. So let's kind of work on moving that on through. I got to tell you too, right now, I realized I was staring at the blue box on the screen and not even the camera. So that one probably looked a little bit weird too. Where's this guy looking at? So don't beat yourself up. Move those thoughts on through. Change the relationship with your thoughts. I love to say to myself many, many times a day, is that thought productive? If that thought is not productive, if that thought is not leading me toward uh, a positive outcome or leading me toward some uh, additional awareness, or if that thought is not helping me with my core goals or desires, Personally, uh, my goal is to be a better husband, a better father, a better therapist, um, somebody who uh, is, uh, is an optimist. Um, if my goal is or if my thought is not leading me toward that, it's not a productive thought. Let's move that one on through and let's kind of you know, get centered and, and, and kind of take control of the things that I can do. Um, I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I, I don't expect perfection. I mean, that's already kind of setting yourself up for failure. Um, there's a phrase in, in the world of addiction or some of the work that I do called harm reduction, um, which harm reduction, I think, can be you know a good thing. Now, harm reduction, uh, all of this is based on this foundation, though, of self-awareness you know, and being honest with yourself. So here's how harm reduction comes in. 
So again, if you're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna no sugar, and uh, and then okay, you eat a chocolate. I was at a friend's office the other day for a meeting, and they they always had candy up front, and there was these little dark chocolates, uh, Ghirardelli, and I ate one. And then on the way out, I was going to grab a handful, and I told myself, no, you know, I had one, it's fine, and I and I walked right on through, literally like kind of breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth, focus on the lobby. Get on through, and uh, and you know that that was harm reduction. In the past, I would have just sat there, and I would have felt like, well, I'm here, and the candy's there, and I'll just I'll just go crazy. So instead of beating myself up that I had the candy in the first place, um, you know, harm reduction is that hey, I had a piece, I didn't go crazy, and then um, there's some there's some power there, there's some strength there. So don't beat yourself up. Uh, it's but you know if you are going to um, I don't know, if you're going to kind of slip a little bit, then uh, um, harm reduction. Uh, just uh, you know have have a piece of chocolate and get out. Um, you know, I mean, let's just say that uh, if you've already had somewhat unhealthy breakfast before 6 a.m. and then ate a bunch of Reese's out of your fridge, uh, you know, that, that one, uh, I, have to, I have to own that one, though. I have a little self-awareness that that was probably not the smartest thing that I did this morning. Um, but I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I need to kind of look at that data and what can I do to make sure that I don't put myself in that position in the future. And, of course, if my first thought was go ahead and eat all of the Reese's in my fridge, that's probably not... Uh, that's not a productive thought either. Uh, okay, here we go. A couple more. Share your goals. If possible, grab an accountability buddy. Um, make, put these goals out loud. If, if you're, if you're okay, which I like to do these too, I mean, go ahead, share them, share them on social media. Uh, let people know that this is, these are your goals or if you want an accountability buddy, but I want to tell you, let's go into a little bit of deep psychology or psychology 101 on accountability buddies. A lot of times people will say, okay, hey, I want to, I want you to call me out if you see me eating something bad or whatever, you know, but that's, that's a tough place to put people in because, um, you know, at times people are going to say, uh, I don't know, I see him eating that chocolate. Um, but, and I know they want me to hold them accountable, but I don't know. I, don't, I feel like I'm being kind of rude. So, you know, if you, if you want an accountability buddy, um, be pretty specific with what you would love. If you would love a, you know, uh, every couple of days, a check-in, or if you, if this, if you just want to have somebody that you can say, all right, I, I kind of didn't stay on task and uh, just want to get that out there. Want to want to get that, you know, purge that and move on forward. But share your goals. I mean, there's uh, there's nothing like you know, identifying a clear goal and then sharing that goal. So instead of, you know, I want to be happier, um, let's let's figure out what we can do to what are the steps we can take to be happier. We're going to um, we're going to double down on exercise, mindfulness, prayer, scripture study, connecting with friends, make more time, tangible goals. And then let's let's have in somebody who we can uh, be accountable to um, somebody who we can share that our progress with. Uh, I, I'm working with a couple of clients right now, um, you know, who will let me in on what their goal list is. One in particular man love seeing these goals. Um, they're amazing. And, you know, and kind of get a little update. Here's where I am with the goals. And it's just. Um, helps you hold this person more accountable. It's great. Uh, there is, there was a. I'll end with this one. There's a. There was a study um, cited uh, on Psychology Today on Psychology Today website when I was kind of doing a little bit of research for this podcast, and it said uh, according to Baumeister and Heatherton, um, as cited by Costner in 2008, page 61, three reasons for failing to achieve one's stated goals. Number one, we've kind of gone over these a little bit, but I want to just hammer these home. These are research based unclear and vague goals. It's better to state, I plan on losing 20 pounds by June 1st rather than I plan on being more healthy. So there we go. Remember that. Let's set some solid, tangible, realistic goals. Number two, failure to gauge one's progress toward the stated goals. Uh, It's better to weigh yourself every Friday morning as a means of gauging your weight loss rather than uh, leaving it to, I feel pretty good in my pants. 
right? So, uh, and, 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 you know, it's funny because I want to go off on these tangents on all of these. Um, it, it being more healthy might not even result in... And a difference on the scale. Um, so in that scenario, you know, we want these tangible goals. Being more healthy might be whether, you know, losing a body fat percentage or uh, kind of uh, measurements of losing, you know, um, smaller waist, bigger arms, that sort of thing. Um, bigger arms is in stronger, of course. Uh, weak self. Okay, number three. Here we go. Weak self-control and self-regulation. That's the, the third um, reason cited in the study as uh, is a failure to achieve one's stated goals. Weak self-control and self-regulation. When facing challenges that impede one's ability to achieve the stated goals, it is better to state that once you go on vacation, you will have only a single plate at any meal at the all-you-can-eat buffet, um, regardless of the offerings, rather than to have to respond to the temptation to each meal void of a self-regulatory action plan. What does that mean? specific tangible goals go in with realistic goals i love this one um it's the you know if you're going to all you can eat buffet um you know don't get there and then say oh man okay i'm gonna go crazy on this one you know it's okay i'm gonna do one plate and uh and then um uh feel good about that um reward you know reward yourself feel good about that 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 leads me to one other thing that i I will i call it i kind of end with this one I do feel like, and I was I was kind of being a little bit facetious with this earlier, when people talk about uh, if they don't set their resolution goal by the first, that if it's the second, then they'll say, oh, I can't do it now this year. Well, I got to do it next year. And there's a lot of that that goes on in, in trying to change behavior, where that is, you know, on Monday, I'm going to eat better on Monday, I'm going to exercise on Monday, everything, Monday, everything's going to happen on Monday. And then if by Wednesday, um, kind of falling off the wagon, then a lot of times people say, well, all right, well, I can't kind of do anything midweek or, or the weekend. I'll wait till next Monday. And I got to tell you that this is a huge problem in, in my home for me. Uh, I joke about this all the time with my wife. It's like, yeah, I'm going to stop eating all this candy Monday. So and then, you know, there's there's step one. Step two, which is even worse now, is like, so I'm going to kind of go on a little bit of a, a, a binge or a bender until that time. Um, probably not productive thoughts there either. And I have, I have done that a time or two. Um, and uh, so really, you know, here's here's kind of a revelation. You can actually start a behavioral change um, any day. I mean, even like on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, I've had people even say that there's even more power in that to, to kind of just say, oh, I'm not going to wait till next Monday. Now, does that contradict me saying that on the 22nd of, De- of December, I am saying, hey, let's kind of set the table for getting to New Year's and setting these resolutions? You bet. Uh, I wanted to say, hey, how about set them now? How about start now? And even in my own brain, I go to, well, you know, my wife did send out the text uh, to the family uh, family group the other day and say, what do you want in your stocking candy wise? And I may have responded with some, some specifics. Uh, so, you know, I'll, I'll start on new year's. How about that? All right. Hey, thank you for joining me on this first, very vulnerable edition of the virtual couch. Um, this is episode 24 and the first one that I have done with video. And I think I'm going to try to maybe throw this up on my Facebook page. So, and then eventually it'll find its way to YouTube and other places uh, like that. So, um, if you haven't been on my Facebook page yet, uh, just search on Facebook for Tony Overbay, licensed marriage and family therapist. And there you will, uh, you, you can like it or, or however, or whatever the, you know, however that works and then you have access to this video and uh, always um so i you know this is part, I, I tried not to do it at the beginning i cannot thank you enough for the support for the podcast um every 
time I release an episode now, it'll it'll climb up the charts, and that still just blows my mind. And the response has just been fantastic. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the uh, feedback I get, for the questions I get. I'm grateful for people that uh, will stop me and ask me questions or tell me that some um, something about parenting or or couples or one of the guests that we've had on has uh, has helped them. Or, or and that's the whole reason I wanted to do this podcast. So um, I, I hope that you caught a bit of the passion in uh, this podcast because I actually I do I love New Year's resolutions. Um, I feel like every year, as and honestly, as I get a little bit more uh, or into mindfulness and being a little better about not beating myself up and and trying to be more self-aware, being honest with myself, and uh, and looking at what thoughts are productive, and then helping move those uh, the ones that aren't productive on through. Um, you know, I feel like that that kind of helps this whole process, and uh, and I'm really looking forward to that this year. I'm going to set some resolutions as well. Um, because, uh, you know, this has been a good year as far as mindfulness goes for me and changing the relationship with my own thoughts. And, uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of putting some of those principles into play. And I am, I'm thinking about contemplating what some of these goals are. I had a client in here yesterday that talked about, uh, they're about to finish off their year without sugar. And man, I hear those things and I think I would love to try that. Um, boy, I, I enjoy sugar though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, okay. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining me. Um, I hope you do have a Merry Christmas. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. Uh, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, all of those wonderful things. If it, and, and, uh, and I hope that if anything, um, and I know a lot of times there's a big emphasis around this time of year about being a little more caring, um, looking out for those who are in need. And I, I love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, my challenge is always that, uh, you know, we don't just have to do that around this time of year, um, that we can do that all the time. So uh, if you haven't done so already, um, you know, reach out and check on somebody that you care about or, or maybe just somebody if you ever just get a little impression in your mind about somebody that might need a little extra uh, TLC. And even if you think to yourself, ah, they're probably fine, you know, follow some of those impressions. Uh, never a bad thing. Um, and uh, and you'll find a lot of times uh, that you can do a lot of good just by reaching out to others and letting them know that you care. So um, thanks again for joining me on the virtual couch. And I will see you next week with a couple more episodes. All right. Thanks and take care. Compressed emotions flying past Our heads and out the other end The pressures of the daily grind It's wonderful Elastic waste and rubber ghost I'm floating past the midnight hour They push aside the things that matter most It's
I'm trying. 